Hello, and welcome to Jack's English Story Club, where we learn English with amazing stories. I'm Jack. Thank you for joining the club today. Today's story is Alice in Wonderland for English learners. Chapter one. If you would like to read along with me, the transcript is in the show notes. Here are some useful words for today's chapter. Glimpse, G L I M P S E. You glimpse something when you see it quickly, and then it's gone. Descend, D E S C E N D, means going down. A latitude, L A T I T U D E, is the lines that go left to right. On a globe, and longitude, L O N G I T U D E, are the lines that go up and down on a globe. A curtsy, C U R T S Y, is a polite gesture, usually done by women or girls. It's a bit like a bow, but mostly done using your legs. A saucer, S A U C E R, is a small plate, one that you might put a cup of tea on. Mumble, M U M B L E, means speaking quietly, in a way that is difficult for people to hear clearly. It's different from whispering. Because you use your voice, but you don't speak clearly. To dash, d a s h, means to move quickly. To illuminate, i l l u m i n a t e, means to make a space brighter. To long for something. L O N G means to want or desire something, often something that you miss. Hasty, H A S T Y, means quickly and in a hurry. Exclaim, E X C L A I M, means to say loudly. And excitedly. Now, let's begin the story. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, by Lewis Carroll, Chapter One, Down the Rabbit Hole. Alice was starting to feel very tired of sitting next to her sister by the river. She had nothing to do and was bored. A couple of times, she tried to look at the book her sister was reading. But it didn't have any pictures or interesting things to read. Alice wondered, "What's the point of a book without any pictures or interesting things to read?" She was thinking to herself, as best she could, because the hot weather made her feel very sleepy and not very smart, about whether it would be worth the effort to get up and pick some daisies to make a chain of flowers. Just then. 
A white rabbit with pink eyes ran past her. It wasn't anything particularly extraordinary, and Alice didn't find it very surprising to hear the rabbit say to itself, Oh dear, oh dear, I'm going to be late. Later on, she realised that she should have been amazed by this, but at that moment, it all seemed normal to her. But when the rabbit actually took out a watch from its pocket and looked at it, then hurried off, Alice quickly stood up. It suddenly occurred to her that she had never seen a rabbit with a pocket in its waistcoat, let alone a watch to take out of it. Filled with curiosity, she ran across the field after the rabbit and just managed to catch a glimpse of it disappearing down a big rabbit hole under the hedge. Without thinking how she would get back, Alice went down the rabbit hole herself in an instant. The rabbit hole was like a straight tunnel for a while, and then it suddenly went down, so quickly that Alice didn't have time to stop herself. Before she knew it, she was falling down what seemed to be a very deep well. The well was either very deep, or she was falling very slowly, because she had enough time as she descended to look around and wonder what would happen next. At first, she tried to see what was at the bottom, but it was too dark to make out anything. Then she looked at the sides of the well and saw that they were filled with cupboards and bookshelves. She noticed maps and pictures hanging on hooks here and there. As she passed, she took a jar from one of the shelves. It had a label that said, Orange marmalade. But to her disappointment, it was empty. She didn't want to drop the jar and hurt someone below, so she managed to put it into one of the cupboards as she continued to fall past it. Well, Alice said to herself, after falling like this, I won't be scared of falling downstairs anymore. Everyone at home will think I'm very brave. Actually, I wouldn't even mention it if I fell off the roof. And that could be very possible. Down, down, down she went. Would the fall ever end? I wonder how far I've fallen by now, she said out loud. I must be getting close to the centre of the earth. Let me think. That would be around 4,000 miles down, I believe. You see, Alice had learned a few things like this in her school lessons, and even though there was no one around to hear her, it was good practice to say it. Yes, that seems to be the right distance, but I wonder which latitude or longitude I'm in. Alice didn't really know what latitude or longitude meant, but she thought they sounded impressive. After a while, she started thinking again. I wonder if I'll fall right through the earth. It would be so strange to come out where people walk with their heads downwards. The antipathies, I suppose. She was glad nobody was listening this time, because it didn't sound quite right. But I'll have to ask them which country it is. Excuse me, ma'am. Is this New Zealand or Australia? and she even tried to curtsy as she spoke. Can you imagine 
trying to curtsy while falling through the air. Do you think you could manage it? And she'll probably think I'm a silly little girl who doesn't know anything. No, it's not a good idea to ask. Maybe I'll see a sign somewhere. Down, down, down she went. Since there was nothing else to do, Alice started talking to herself again. Dinah will miss me a lot tonight, I think. Dinah was her cat. I hope they remember to give her a saucer of milk at tea time. Oh, Dinah, my dear, I wish you were here with me. There are no mice in the air, I'm afraid, but maybe you could catch a bat? Bats are very similar to mice, you know. But do cats eat bats, I wonder? At this point, Alice started to feel sleepy and continued to mumble to herself in a dreamy way. Do cats eat bats? Do cats eat bats? And sometimes, do bats eat cats? Well, she couldn't answer either question, so it didn't really matter how she phrased it. She felt like she was falling asleep and had just begun to dream that she was walking hand in hand with Dinah and asking her very seriously, Now, Dinah, tell me the truth. Have you ever eaten a bat? Suddenly, thump, thump. She landed on a pile of sticks and dry leaves, and the fall was over. Alice wasn't hurt at all, and she quickly got back to her feet. She looked up, but it was completely dark above her. There was another long passage in front of her, and she could still see the white rabbit rushing down it. She had to act quickly. Alice dashed forward like the wind, and just managed to hear the rabbit say as it turned a corner, Oh my ears and whiskers, I'm getting so late! Alice was right behind it when she turned the corner, but the rabbit had disappeared. She found herself in a long, low hall illuminated by a row of lamps hanging from the ceiling. There were doors all around the hall, but they were all locked. Alice tried every door as she went down one side and up the other, but none of them opened. She walked sadly down the middle of the hall, wondering how she would ever find a way to escape. Suddenly, Alice came across a small table with three legs made entirely of solid glass. There was only one thing on it, a tiny golden key. Alice's first thought was that the key might belong to one of the doors in the hall. Unfortunately, either the locks were too big or the key was too small, as it didn't fit any of them. However, on her second look around, she noticed a low curtain that she hadn't seen before. Behind it, there was a little door, about 15 inches tall. She tried the little golden key in the lock and was delighted to find that it fit perfectly. Alice opened the door and discovered a narrow passage not much bigger than a rat hole. She knelt down and peered along the passage only to see the most beautiful garden she had ever laid eyes on. She longed to escape from the dark hall and wander through those beds of vibrant flowers and refreshing fountains. However, 
She couldn't even fit her head through the doorway. Even if my head could fit, thought poor Alice, it wouldn't be of much use without my shoulders. Oh, how I wish I could fold up like a telescope. I think I could do it if only I knew how to start. You see, so many peculiar things had happened lately that Alice was beginning to believe that very few things were truly impossible. Since there seemed to be no point in waiting by the small door, Alice went back to the table, half hoping to find another key, or perhaps a book with instructions on how to fold people up like telescopes. This time, she discovered a small bottle on the table, which certainly wasn't there before, according to Alice. Tied around the bottle's neck was a paper label with the words, Drink Me, printed beautifully in large letters. It sounded like a good idea to drink me, but the clever little Alice wasn't going to do it hastily. No, I'll check first, she said, and see if it's labelled poison or not. She had read some nice stories about children who had gotten burned, eaten by wild animals, and experienced other unpleasant things simply because they didn't follow the simple rules their friends had taught them. For example, they didn't know that holding a red-hot poker for too long would burn them, or that cutting a finger deeply with a knife would make it bleed. And of course, she remembered very well that if you drink something from a bottle marked poison, it will most likely make you sick sooner or later. However, this bottle didn't have the word poison on it, so Alice decided to take a sip. She found it very delicious, actually. It had a unique combination of flavours, like cherry tart, custard, pineapple, roast turkey, coffee, and hot buttered toast. She enjoyed it so much that she quickly finished the drink. What a strange feeling, exclaimed Alice. I must be shrinking like a telescope. And indeed, that was happening. Now Alice was only 10 inches tall, and she felt excited because she knew she was the perfect size to go through the little door into the beautiful garden. But before proceeding, she waited for a few minutes to see if she would shrink any further. She felt a bit nervous about this possibility, because it could end up, Alice said to herself, with me disappearing completely, like a candle. I wonder what I would be like then. She tried to imagine what the flame of a candle looks like after it has been blown out, since she couldn't recall ever seeing such a thing. After waiting for a while and seeing that nothing else was happening, Alice made up her mind to go into the garden right away. But oh dear! When she reached the door, she realised that she had forgotten the little golden key. So she went back to the table to get it, but unfortunately she couldn't reach it. She could see the key clearly through the glass, and she tried her best to climb up one of the table's legs, but it was too slippery. After exhausting herself with the tempts, poor Alice sat down and started crying. <laughs> Come on, there's no point in crying like that. Alice scolded herself rather sharply.
I suggest you stop right this minute. She usually gave herself very good advice, although she rarely followed it. And sometimes she scolded herself so harshly that it brought tears to her eyes. Once she even remembered trying to slap her own ears for cheating in a game of croquet that she was playing against herself. This curious child liked to pretend to be two people. But there's no use pretending to be two people now, thought poor Alice. I barely have enough of me left to make one respectable person. Soon she noticed a little glass box lying under the table. She opened it and found a very small cake inside. On the cake, the words "Eat me" were beautifully marked with currants. Well, I'll eat it," said Alice. "And if it makes me grow larger, I can reach the key. And if it makes me grow smaller, I can squeeze under the door. Either way, I'll get into the garden, and I don't mind what happens." She took a small bite of the cake, and anxiously wondered. Which way? Which way? She placed her hand on top of her head to see if it was growing in any particular direction. To her surprise, she realized that she remained the same size. Normally, this is what happens when you eat cake, but Alice had become so accustomed to expecting unusual things to occur that it felt boring and dull. For life to continue in the ordinary manner, therefore she decided to take action and quickly finished eating the entire cake. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Jack's English Story Club. I've been Jack. If you listened all the way to the end of the chapter, then you should be proud of yourself for taking the time to improve your English. I hope you had fun at the same time. As the name says, this is a club, and that means I would like this to become a community. I really want to hear your story too, so if you have a short story you want to share with me, or even if you just want to say hello, please email me at jacksenglishstoryclub@gmail.com. I believe that stories are an incredibly powerful way to learn languages. We've been using them for thousands of years to teach language to our children, and more and more we're understanding how great they are for teaching adults too. One day, I would like to tell you more about how I used stories to get to a high level in Japanese, but I'll save that story for another time. If you enjoyed this episode. And want to help me share more wonderful stories with English learners? Please consider buying me a coffee. The link is in the podcast notes. I am extremely thankful for any support. Please follow this podcast so you don't miss out on the next chapter of Alice in Wonderland for English learners. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>